0: A dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state of the art equipment and techniques rogerstein crash repairs saved my car it looks brand new fast friendly and reliable i wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle don't let accidents slow you down visit rogerstein crash repairs adelaide at 14 penner avenue glind for quality service you can count on and here's a special offer just for our listeners mention this podcast and receive a 100 dollars discount on your repair Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair.
1: Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australians destination for everything sports. Local, national and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis cricket and any other sports played in this wide world and we're gonna have a blast doing it so sit back relax and let's do this thing welcome, welcome to, to, game on. to
2: game on welcome to game on my name's pete once again I'm joined by malcolm and uh, today special uh, episode our top 10 sporting moments we're going to kick off with number 10, mate, the Melbourne Cup winner without a fight. The corner
3: into the straight of the Lexus Melbourne Cup and here's Vauban on the outside of future history and Vauban to clear between them. Absurd is also chiming in. 400 metres to go. It's Absurd moving up. A-
4: Sort of rags to Richard's story and all that. And as always, the Melbourne Cup has got a story in itself. And, yeah, continued to deliver. And, of course, racing-wise, also we've had the Damon Oliver famous finish this week. So, yeah, there's been a couple of things there with racing in that regard.
2: Absolutely. And the Melbourne Cup is one of the premier sporting events yeah. that Australia as a whole gets behind and everybody, no matter what happens on the day, you always have a small flutter and yeah. obviously, like you said, a bit of a rags to riches story there with without a fight. So congratulations there. All right, mate, we move on. Number nine, the Live Golf merger. After months of instability, a merger looks like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. You hope so because
4: some of the crazy money being thrown around, I'd rather get a bit more structure and a bit more honesty than that because some of the things have been ridiculous lately. So.
5: The PGA Tour, European Tour and rival Live Golf Circuit have announced a landmark agreement to merge and form a commercial entity to unify the sport. The Live Golf Series launched last year and has lured a number of big-name players from the PGA Tour, including Australian Cameron Smith. The circuit is bankrolled by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. Critics have accused it of being a vehicle for the country to attempt to improve its reputation in the face of criticism of its human rights record. Jimmy Emanuel is the deputy editor of Golf Australia magazine. He says the merger is a big shock. So lots of question marks there. How will this merger work?
0: We don't know. We won't know for a while. I think I think it's been rushed through quite quickly, to be honest, to try and get it in the ground and then move forward because leaks have been coming out with all this sort of stuff constantly every time something happens. It won't actually take shape till next year. Live Golf will play out their series this year. The PJ Tour will continue with their schedule. Next year is when we will see some sort of merger. Um, so how it looks at this stage is anyone's guess, to be honest.
2: We've had Craig Martin on Talking Golf and that was the one thing that he was... Pointing out is that yeah. you know there is still some politics there in golf that does need to be sorted out. But you're right, crazy money being oh, thrown around, and players are jumping ship left, right, and center, and then they can't play in um, other events, and can't play in PGA events, and can't. You know, it's just a, a little bit of a mess at the moment, and I hope that they can sort that one out sooner rather than later. All right, we move on. Number eight, Australian rugby lowest point. Australia knocked out of the World Cup and sink to a new low, new low with Eddie Jones quitting as coach.
0: Australia's Rugby World Cup campaign is over after a humiliating loss to Wales. The final score, 40-6. The win for Wales cements their spot in the quarter-finals and almost certainly sees Australia bow out of the World Cup in the pool stages, which is the first time that's happened in history. The Wallabies didn't register a point in the second half of the game, leading to calls for coach Eddie Jones to step down. After this shocking loss, Jones did offer this apology.
2: Oh, well, yeah, we're all gutted, mate. Um, yeah, apologise to all the supporters here, everyone back at home. Um, yeah, we, we started the game reasonably well. Uh, obviously gave them an easy try, but then the next 30 minutes we you know we were into everything. Um, but then we just kept letting the pressure off, whether it be a set-piece error, a ball-carry error, a, a kick error. And, you know, Wales were good enough to convert any, any pressure they had into points.
0: Before the match, it was reported Jones had been in talks with Japan to become the coach of their rugby team, something he denies.
4: Really... Dark time for Australian rugby, and I'm sorry, Eddie Jones as well, in terms of kept saying, Oh, no, no, there's been no interest from Japan. Japan it yep. was Mickey Mouse, everyone knew there had been, and yeah, so it was cloak and dagger stuff, and it was bizarre, um, almost immature, really, um, treating us all as fools.
2: It was and the worst kept secret, really, yeah, at the end of the was, day, wasn't it? It's was
4: ridiculous. So, yeah, um, and At the moment, they'd lose an internal trial game. So, yeah, it is a worry.
2: Where do we see Australian rugby going from here? Yeah, I just
4: don't know. I'm
2: not sure where it's at. Does does it need a full review? Like the the 36ers? Does it need a full review?
4: Possibly, but I'm really sure of the numbers playing and all that side and the junior side. Is is it as well supported in the schools as it used to be? So there's there's probably a lot of question marks there, Mm. which I admit I'm not a huge rugby person, so...
2: Um I meant the the wallabies were, yeah, they were in the, the top, pants. top yeah, they two were sporting, you know it was the yeah. cricket, the Australian cricket team and the and the rugby, and they were the two that we looked to the most when it came to sporting achievements now we' well, all still, follow the wallabies,
4: you know correct and that um used to go and watch in the what was the Earl of Aberdeen, what Cooper's ale house, and it was packed. that was sort of the rugby. Uh, leading pub around and yep. you know, and the atmosphere was huge. Even as a, you know, non drinker, I go and watch it. It was fantastic. And yeah, it's it's the doldrums, and I'm not really sure where it's going. Absolutely. All
2: right, and we move on to number seven in our top ten sporting moments, and the Australian Diamonds World Cup glory. The only trophy missing from the trophy cabinet, uh, and was done amongst a player dispute. Huge achievement
5: get into the dying stages of this final but Courtney Bruce comes out flying the second that ball is in the air it...
3: oh Sophie Garvin comes up with the goods in the diamonds when the time has come that they needed to score they have when they've put on that ruthless relentless defensive pressure they've all
5: executed really well these final three minutes, they are not gonna to want to let off one. They spin. put that pressure on England, and when they've got those opportunities, and this is the one that they were really wanted. The Commonwealth Games as well as they go. phenomenal last-minute shot from her. She has been awesome! Oh absolutely brilliant stuff! The dummies have done it! They are the world champions! This was the only one missing, and what a fantastic performance it has been.
2: Right, we move on to number six, the NRL Penrith Panthers Premiership. They're 3 Pete. but really the best part about it was that they came from 24-8 down at around about the 64-minute mark, and Nathan Cleary for the next 20 minutes just absolutely turned it on.
3: Flat pass there for Cogger. Cleary working off him again beats Capewell, That's wants good. support Leonor is there, the Panthers have life great work by Cogger and Cleary and Cleary from inside the 40, trying to hook it back towards the sideline got he's 40-20. got the 40 20 Nathan Cleary standing tall Phil. here he is, slipping over as he runs towards oh. Puyakura don't need that Four tackles gone. Cogger jumps out of dummy half. Comes back to Cleary. Garner. Brighton. Nothing doing there. He finds Cleary. They don't need him being tackled in this situation. He goes to Edwards. Almost some space. The HIAs. But he watches on for the moment. Cleary for To'o.
0: Reynolds is rushing hard on Cleary when every time he comes out towards his left.
3: Looks in, comes out to Cleary, out the back for Crichton, up against Staggs, Stephen Crichton! He scores! What a comeback by the Panthers! Three in from touch. Cleary, the Iceman, adds two more points. It's a try the difference. Last play, Cleary. with The kicking duties, a floater, an awful one to handle here. Oh my goodness! How did Arthur's catch that? Now Cogger. once Cleary taking on Reynolds, halfback on halfback. Sorensen prowling the sideline. He can't sit down. He's cleared to play. Now Cogger back to Cleary. Cryden again. He'll kick. They want to repeat set. Walsh lets it bounce. He is stopped. Retry and a penalty. He does go long this time. Out towards the sideline. A big play by Cleary, who thought he got his foot down before he made contact with the ball. for Kenny. Cleary is left. Quick play. The pass there as Staggs came screaming out. And his son Billy in the team. Cleary for Garner comes back to Kogger. Here's Cleary. Tip on Sorensen Brighton again. Beats Reynolds oh. kicks. Snatched. Snatched out of the air by Cobbo. It's back to his feet as all to- oh, plays it. Ghana spins away from Haas. Game Spencer Lenu with the carries that he can produce. Yo for Cleary. At the back, Edwards. Ghana. room for the Panthers. Ghana takes it down within ten. Clears it for Cogger. He wants Cleary. He'll chip it. Not a great one again. A touch by the Broncos. Comes back. Cleary. Cogger, still the last. Crichton. What does he do? He grubbers. Stags. Won't bring it back. They trap him, it meters out. Short side, Cleary takes on Reynolds. Cleary! Cleary scores! The Iceman cover! Nathan Cleary scores the try that locks up the grand final. Well, just when you thought Brisbane were going to snatch it. Ezra Mann went one on that tremendous run, three tries. It has been Nathan Cleary who may have just ripped the hearts out of the Brisbane supporters. He has orchestrated this comeback and with nothing on the short side, cuts Reynolds, cuts Walters, cuts Ricky, cuts Walsh, drags it around under the post. And the genius of Cleary... Clear his kick. The back end of the set goes down to Wafers. Surrounding Mitch Kenny. They want the siren to sound. They've stepped into the history books.
4: It's one of probably the greatest 20 minutes of any individual sportsman's ever done to, to throw his team on his back and get him up from 24-8 down to win the three in a row and at that stage it had been a ho-hum and looked mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so just an incredible comeback and a remarkable individual performance.
2: As, um, as we've played um, as part of our audio uh, snippet here is that almost every touch that allowed them to sort of get back into the game, Nathan Cleary was the man who architected it and we talk about reputations being made in big events and, and big finals. He nailed it to an absolute T.
4: Was the equivalent of Roger James's first quarter for Port in two thousand and four, and as people around the traps know how I feel about that, as much as uh, I'll bag Lord Voldemort forever for winning port that flag. <laughs> I was going to say incredible in performances. We
2: that? we did have uh, Roger James as one of our special yes. guests, and 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 you're right, uh, there are big moments in grand finals or big moments in finals, and. Players just find another another way to step up. And like you said, Roger James definitely did it and Nathan Cleary did it on this occasion.
4: I am catching up with Roger over the Christmas break. So, yeah, looking forward
2: to it. Make that. sure you give him some curry about it. All right, mate, we're going to take a very, very quick break when we come back. Uh, top Finishing off with our top five.
1: You're listening to the, You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: And coming in at number five Collingwood's Premiership Classic Grand Final against the Brisbane Lions.
3: Hipwood flicking it wide. McKenna, Markov, Lions got it back to McCluggage. Centering ball from McCluggage. Danaher plays on and kicks a goal what a game of football wow three for Joe Danaher and somehow the Lions are still in this game
4: how many times have you changed your mind during the week during this game what a grand final
6: there's his dad Anthony Is there any more twists in this?
3: Richo just keeping the ball alive. The handball there from Jared Lyons. Shoot, McClough just kept the ball in. The umpire's in the right spot. But it's his kick here. Didn't try and be a hero. Put it to the top of the goal square where they had a couple lines.
4: And Danaher rushes it in to kick the goal. Back to four points. One minute 33. A warning against Brisbane here as well. Four-point lead to
3: Collingwood. Umpire throws it up. Cox in the middle. Confronted by Berry. Beautiful spinning pirouette. The kick off the side of the boot. Hoskin Elliott to Mark. Couldn't get there. Crisp. Mark off. Here go Brisbane. I think the advantage has paid Brisbane's way. Moore with the punch. Dacos. Out wide and finds Hoskin yeah. Elliott. Did yeah,
4: Brisbane you know that Wilson was a free
6: kick, BT? Poor I don't advantage. Think they
3: should. Oh, I mean, that that wasn't a
6: good advantage. That one. Not 15, so they've got a roll here, Crisp. That is ridiculous. They didn't even know it was yeah. their free kick. Goes quick and it's Harris Andrews
3: to yeah. Belton back into the forward half. Reina might have just got eased out of it. Meyer check to ground. The seconds tick down. We're going to get a ball
0: up. Poor advantage, is lines didn't know there was a free kick tripped the ankle that's not advantage
3: mcinerney and a high free at the most crucial of moments wow Art doesn't every moment at this stage of the game it absolutely matters. Lions have to squeeze up. They've got a couple defenders down by himself. Squeeze up to pick up the spares. Clock's ticking. Collingwood
4: make a mistake and they're gone. Amazing scenes here. Collingwood by four points. 15 seconds. I think they can hang on unless
3: they make a monumental error here. Brody Meyer, check down the line. The magpies and their massive army. Are gonna win a record equaling 16th flag. How sweet it is! Collie would win the grand final!
4: Was a great game. It's also probably I think we've got to give the biggest tick of a coach and a club as prepared for close finishes. And Collingwood nailed that more than we've ever seen any club ever do. And
2: well, their last two years, I mean, really, yeah. has just been phenomenal at how they've either been behind at three quarter time by a reasonablyish margin where you'd think, you know, it's gonna be a tough stretch from here, and then find a way to win or it's been dead set close right the way through and then they've just found a way to, to win it at the last minute.
4: Totally agree with that, but I reckon where they practised their last scenario minutes and scenarios, they seem to have nailed that as much as any side ever has. And, yeah, look, great game. Look, extension of it was the whole final series, especially in Melbourne. The crowds in Melbourne, mm-hmm. you had the Melbourne-Count game where you know you finally had been able to kick more on his right foot Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. Melbourne probably should have beaten Collingwood. Melbourne, you can say at the end of there, they were probably the side at the end, the what if side. Yes. Um, and it was, but it was a great grand final. Could have gone either way. And, well,
2: I mean, Brisbane didn't yeah. give up. I mean, you know, oh, with, no, what, no, it was two a and a half, three minutes well, to go. Um,
4: After Cameron kicked the goal to yeah. put him in front. Then that brilliant bit out of the centre square, the handball from uh, Daykos to Goey. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic game, and you know, as we said, I think that's probably almost one of the, the big highlights, that ru- the rugby and AFL Grand Finals were classics. Were just, yeah, two of the all-time classic games.
2: Absolutely, and obviously over the Christmas break, it uh, might be time to get them out uh, when you've got a spare five minutes to sit down and, and re-watch them and actually enjoy them for what they were, and you like you said, absolutely fantastic Grand Finals.
4: I probably haven't watched Matty Panos' goal for a couple of days from two years ago. I better do that again. <laughs>
2: I like it, I like it. All right, mate, we move on to number four. Ange Postacoglu moves to the EPL, the first Australian coach to do so, and so far it's been a winner.
0: Ange Postacoglu will make
4: history as the first Australian to manage in the English Premier League after accepting the job with Tottenham Hotspur, the former Socceroos boss taking on one of the most prestigious but high-pressure jobs in world football.
5: From South Melbourne to North London via Japan, then Scotland. Ange Postacoglu will take the helm of Tottenham next month, one of the big six clubs in the English Premier League. The 57-year-old signing a four-year contract with Spurs as head coach.
3: Celtic are the champions.
5: His appointment follows a trophy-laden tenure at Celtic, which saw back-to-back Scottish Premiership titles and a domestic treble this season, and earlier hinting at a change with Scottish broadcasters.
6: There's always more to achieve in everything. I think the day I wake up and say, I've done everything I need to do, then uh, I may as well just uh, pack it all up.
5: Before saying in a statement, a new opportunity has been presented to me and it is one which I wanted to explore. He'll now take charge of a team that just four years ago appeared in a European Champions League final. Tottenham, eighth in the English Premier League and in need of a reset. The club's chairman praising Anja's positive mentality and fast attacking style as Spurs fans welcome the news outside the stadium including Crystal who says she's been waiting by her radio for this announcement. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. Oh my God, we're going to be at the top. And Postacoglu now has a huge task on his hands. There'll be plenty of incomings and outgoings as he tries to construct a squad capable of marked improvement after what has been a turbulent season. And perhaps fittingly, Tottenham's first pre-season clash under the club's new Australian coach will be held in Perth. If
4: they hadn't got so many injuries... Um, they may well be on top at the moment because they were at one stage, but horrific injury run, so they fell away, but seem to be just coming back now as we speak. So great achievement by Poster I'd love him at QPR. Um,
2: Maybe that should have been your Christmas wish yeah. as part of our, <laughs> our episode there.
4: QPR to avoid relegations in my Christmas wish list, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, but he's been a sensational success.
2: He has. Uh, obviously doing his time here in Australia at South East yeah. Melbourne, then doing some stints overseas and gets his opportunity um, Celtic with to Celtic Tottenham. to Tottenham. Um, you know, Celtic basically won everything that yeah. he could win there. The natural progression is then him going to the EPL and he's made every post a winner and the, you know the the fans are singing about him. I mean, you really yeah, can't go any further than that. Uh, especially an Australian in the EPL. All right, we come to number three. Now, this one was on both of our top 10 sporting moments, and that is the Ashes controversy controversy, with Bairstow being run out by Alex Carey and also the antics or the disturbances in the long room.
4: short ball oh now this is going to be interesting
3: johnny Besto's walked out of his crease here this could well be out And I've never seen scenes like that, particularly in the long room, never mind all the way around the ground. There is a huge sense of frustration, but I can't understand why. It's complete naivety around what has happened with Johnny Bairstow's dismissal.
4: Probably the the thing for me is I just don't understand why it's controversial. It was just out. It was well done by Alex Carey and extraordinarily done by Johnny Bairstow. That's all it should have been. And, you know... As Tim May, what he posted it, what's this about cricket etiquette and cricket? Said, no, you're out. Mm-hmm. It's just a blatant out and dumb, by dumb carry awareness. And best I tried it on the first day and he missed the stumps by the length of the you know Flemington straight. And then he took, It was and Broad's behaviour since he's you know Broad who nicked at the first slip and 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 didn't walk yeah. and and all that. So yeah, it's I just don't understand why Alex has been remotely criticised for it. He should be lauded for it.
2: Is it a case of a bit of the mob mentality that uh, didn't seem quite right at the time and not knowing the rules? Whereas Alex, IQ of 200 there, he he knew that that was an, a possibility. That obviously discussed it as a team going, well, you know, he's sort of sneaking out of his crease a little bit here. Maybe I will have a bit of a ping. You've mentioned that Bairstow tried the same thing a day There's earlier right. or two yeah. days earlier or whatever it was. Um, and the mob, mob mentality didn't get it right, and then the players are harassed in the long run, which really should have been the pinnacle, you know, or is yeah, the pinnacle is, of any sp- uh, sport in that the fans can get that close to players, and yet they completely turned it into an absolute, excuse my French, shit show.
4: Let's just say Kerry O'Keefe nailed it with his joke and that. Um, yeah. As I said, I don't get why. Well done, Alex. You idiot, bastard.
2: I don't think we're going to see that uh, that happen again um, in the long room, and I don't think we're going to see that happen. But it does spice up the Ashes series coming up next year here in Australia. Yep. So looking forward to that. Okay, we move on to number two, cricketing World Cup glory. Australia defeating India in India. And really, at the end of the day, Travis Head coming back to the Australian team late in the tournament to do some amazing things. <laughs>
6: Australia won the toss and sent India into bat. Oh, he's that. It initially seemed like a really dumb idea. Until Travis Head did this. It kickstarted an afternoon of frenetic fielding and superb bowling.
3: And this is a massive
6: blow As the Aussies rolled their opponents for just 240 Going
3: for the big one, got the edge They will be happy with their afternoon's work
6: Batting in front of more than 92,000 screaming fans While facing a fiercely swinging ball Initially, seemed bloody tough Edge taken! Got it! Smith goes! Until Travis Head did this Lovely shot Grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck Head did an absolute job on them
1: Travis Head
6: lifts it up now. Ten rows back. And he, alongside Marnus Labuschagne, Oh, superb shot, this. Steady the ship and took us to World Cup glory.
3: And he goes again.
6: With a 192-run partnership for the ages. And
3: Australia win the World Cup for the sixth time.
4: The... Yeah, and we debate whether it's one or two. You know, you yeah. tossed the coin there yep. on that look. And incredible. I think, oh, Travis, why are they going to keep him in the squad? He can't play till late. You mentioned you've seen him here in Adelaide, hadn't touched a bat. Spoke to him at a shield game and, yeah, hadn't at that stage touched a bat and thought, what the hell's going on? And gets over there, comes back against New Zealand, makes 100 and contributes in the semi as well. So he was man of the match in the semi and 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 then the final. steadying in the final. Oh, and the smash... And ironically, in the final, took a blinder of a catch, which is not Travis's strength, to get rid of Rohit Sharma and and then smashed him. Three for 50-odd, game on the line. Yep. Takes control, well, wins that... the World Cup,
2: batting with Shane It was, yeah,
4: look, he could not literally have done
2: any more. That's what I was going to say was that... Um... Not sure if he's sobered up yet, either, no. but anyway. <laughs> Fair, cool. Um That's what I was going to say. Australia sending India into bat... Few people were is it the right decision to be made? Um, we don't understand the Jew that uh, comes about, obviously, in the subcontinent there that changes the game a little bit, but it was a masterstroke in the end by the Australians. On their discipline
4: and ability to bowl to the plan of bowling without a mid-off, and um, just managing to land the ball virtually in the spot where they wanted to was just quite extraordinary. And in the end... Well, I think also
2: Kudos has to go to the fielding as well. They oh, fielded, fielded like brilliant. a team They're possessed. Absolutely
4: brilliantly. Yep. Um, yeah, nailed it when it counted. And I think it is our greatest World Cup achievement to beat India in India. Yep. Um, okay, we had the the one here where we won pretty easily in the end, but I think that is the, the ant's pants in the
2: Absolutely. Uh, like we said, Travis Head was totally ama- totally amazing. Uh, obviously, South Australian, we keep a bit of an eye on him. Um, yeah, what can you say? Beating India in India it just doesn't get any better than that and really was a bit unlucky not to be number one, but we move on to number one now and really the Matildas took Australia by storm and everybody was just captivated by their performances, not only as a playing group but as a team as well.
3: Be- Australian team, male or female, has ever reached a World Cup semi final. But Russo has her pocket picked, and here's Sam Kerr. She's going to need some support. Kerr running at Bright. Kerr with the shot. Oh, I say that's incredible! in Australia, male or female, to top Sam Kerr right now. That is a fantastic individual. troubles. That is a phenomenal finish in the biggest moments. Well done, Sam Kirk. Well, I'm not on the voting panel, but that's the goal of the tournament. Reached by the roar of the tournament.
0: They could not have been scripted any better for the Australians. 78
4: People loving what they see. Oh, it, just, it did. It really encaptured everyone. and The, the penalty shootout went... 20,
2: 20 deep. And, you know,
4: it stopped whole like Like, that, that, that's sacrilegious. It's an incredible achievement by the Matildas there. It delayed whole Um And it was. It was the emotion of it. Oh, no. Yes. and And, yeah, it was just that a women's soccer team which let's be honest, 10 15 years ago was lucky to get a thousand feet was, it was it, mainly you know it was the, the friends and partners yep. and family had turn up to now manage to capture Australia. Um, well,
2: they sold out every venue that they went
4: to it's just, gone, it's just gone berserk.
2: They then play some friendlies after the World Cup over in Perth and have to move stadiums because they can't accommodate yeah. the number of sales. It's yeah, a, absolutely it's, amazing.
4: It's re- and Sam Kerr, you know, is probably, arguably, our most well-known sporting person now. Her achievements for Chelsea as well, and yeah, just incredible.
2: Like I said, the penalty shootout went twenty deep, uh, making a semi-final. The first Australian soccer team to make a semi-final. Uh, crowds were just yeah. going crazy. You've said that it stopped basically traffic. It
4: stopped the, old Stop the nation line, and yeah. it literally did.
2: Yeah, it was. It was almost reminiscent of the america's cup a victory yeah. where everybody yeah, stopped and yep. i know we were all pushing for a public holiday yeah. at one stage which was just crazy when you think about it the australian sporting team giving a public holiday doesn't make sense but at the end of the day that's how big it was yeah
4: it was it was huge and look full kudos obviously it wasn't the fairy tale finish but geez. Was as bloody close as you they could did. go in a lot of ways,
2: and uh, Sam Kerr's goal there yeah. uh, was oh. one of the best. You know, almost from the three quarter mark yeah. and taking on two defenders and a goalkeeper, and just found that perfect spot. And really, she was only going at eighty percent capacity yeah. as well. Yeah, so. it's that. All right, mate. That is our top ten Australian sporting moments. We thank you once again, Malcolm. Interesting
4: how we mucked around a bit with it. How we were both pretty similar. We we really had very little differences. Um, yeah, so We did. Interesting in that regard.
2: Absolutely. All right, mate. Thank you very much for uh, being involved with our top 10 sporting moments. Coming up in our next episode will be our top five South Australian moments.
1: In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCastSA. We'll see you next time on Game On.